is always being approached by people. You know, how did you do this? How did you do that? It's why I ended up writing my book. How did you, you know, invent this thing and get it funded? And um, I just got to a point of, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm done doing my own businesses. I think I'd like to start helping other people because I've got this vast knowledge base and I've done so much in so many different industries. And so it's been a process. I've done consulting for corporations and I've done coaching and mentoring for individuals. And it wasn't, you know, like a, a deep, thoughtful process of this is a business I'm going to go do and, you know, the business plan, all that. It's just, I'm going to go start helping people. I'm just going to throw spaghetti on the wall and see how it all comes out. And it just kind of naturally flowed. I didn't do a lot of advertising. I still don't because, you know, people just come to me. And, you know, when you're doing good work and you're straight up with people and you're honest and they get results, then that's kind of how that happens. That's big. Suzanne, who would you say are three of your mentors, three people you look up to in the market, perhaps? Um, well, one of them is now deceased, and that would be Steve Jobs. My husband actually worked for Steve back in the really? day, uh, back when Steve wore flip-flops to the office, and he's got interesting stories. However, <laughs> because my mind loves to innovate and think, you know, outside of what everybody else is looking at um, and not paying attention to what other people are saying. Well, this is the way you should do it. I don't subscribe to any of that. So I've always really enjoyed learning from him. Um, nice. Another one is a, is a mentor that I've had, you know, for a long time, somebody that I actually started working for a hundred years ago. <laughs> and, um, He's actually one of the people that got me moving through this whole process of really going out and making your own opportunities happen. And I've done that numerous times with him, but I've learned so much from how he rolls because he also is very, very open to shifting and changing quickly, mm -hmm. failing quickly, um, and so I learned so much from him. Nice. And then the other person is my husband. He All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, and welcome into Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm excited to have Suzanne Duray on the show. She was just in the middle of telling us about how one of her most three influential mentors is her husband. And I can't wait to talk about that a little bit further on the show because when I just, I hold, I have a very sacred feeling about family relationships. I think we all do. And as well as finding that partner that you can build things with that lasts. Um, I'm twice divorced for those of you who don't know. Um, and that's uh, certainly there's some difficulties that go along with that. Um, you know, it's important to me to honor the mothers of my four children and um, make sure that, that uh, I try to stay focused on all the gratitude that exists in those relationships. But with what Suzanne has, 
it's something that I kind of want to tap into a little bit and find out more about because I'm always looking at how do we create those relationships that last a lifetime that means so much to us. And so hopefully we get, we get a chance to dive into that a little bit before we go in and bring Suzanne on the show and talk about creating business opportunities out of thin air, which she's been able to do on multiple occasions. um, I want to talk about these sponsors up here. If you are in a position to where you are scaling your brand and you're not in a state of high demand, high demand means your phones are ringing off the hook, not you ringing other people's phones off the hook. Uh, Then cold click with LinkedIn automation is one of the best, easiest tools that can be implemented. Uh, LinkedIn automation comes in many forms. I prefer to work with an expert who can help me understand what's going on behind the systems themselves. So Art Hoffman's become a friend of mine. He runs our LinkedIn automation platform. And that's what allows us to get in front of so many great applicants for this show. And then people as well who may want to work with us for the services we provide. Then on the other side of that sponsorship banner, you've got Simply Fast Websites. And this is one of those sponsors where I was was just really excited by what uh, Shane Michael was building. And I saw he was offering websites at $179 a month. When I was starting out, out of all the people I interviewed and all the companies that I try to work with and trying to build my own websites, I spent so much time trying to find somebody like him. And if I could have started that path that way, then I would have said, you know what, let me just pay this guy 179 bucks. Let me get my vision mapped out by him. And I can always come back to it later, but now I can spend more of my time on productivity. So there's some really cool tools out there. I'm sure you can find other links as well, but those are, those are two recommendations that I have. Before we bring Suzanne on, I also always want to talk about the water project because we have access to water every single day. Those of us listening in, I think there's very few people listening who probably don't have access to that resource. The water project helps the millions of people in the world who do not have access to clean drinking water. And I love the way they go about their mission. You actually get to choose which community you want to provide. You don't have to. If you're, if you're, I'm an overanalyst, so I'll like dive in and see what's going on. You can actually just donate and let it go. But I like to see the community. I like to see the outcome of what it is that I contributed to. And they show you just that with the way they run these projects. And what I know, when I see this picture of these kids that are uh, celebrating with water, more so than my own, own children may even celebrate at Christmas. And we go all out at Christmas. But it, it hurts my heart that there are children in the world who have to feel that way about water. And some of them don't get the chance to even do that. We have an opportunity to give back. Um, if you have another cause that you would like to see supported, maybe Salvation Army or something else is on your mind right now, definitely drop the link in the comments. You never know how far that link could go and how many people that could help just by taking a moment to share the goodness of, of giving back if you're in the position to do so. So with that said, I'm going to bring Suzanne Duray on board and welcome to Vision Pros Live, Suzanne. Hello. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So excited. I am too. I'm going to get this uh, this back this background thing going so we can talk about your background specifically. But rather than me kind of dissecting that, I'd like to ask you, who do you think should be listening in? What stage of life might they be in and, and why should they listen to you? Well, I would say pretty much everybody should be listening. And the reason is because I've just got so many years, 30 years of both life and business experiences. Um, For the most part, the people who I think will get the most out of this, I think, we'll see what direction everything goes. (laughs) My question is the impact on that, to be fair, you're right. Are, you know, obviously business people 
and people who are out there making things happen in the world, whether it's in a career working for somebody else or with their own business. Uh, one of the things that we'll talk about at some point is creating your own opportunities and opening the door to your own opportunities instead of sitting around waiting for them to come to you. Mm. People who are in a career transition can get an awful lot out of what I'd like to share today. Um, there's really no age uh, specific or gender specific thing here because I've just worked with so many different people on so many different levels. And yeah. like I said, we could, we could talk just about relationships. We could talk about starting businesses. We could talk about careers, climbing the corporate ladder. I've done it all. It's huge. And I, I want to key in real fast on one of these testimonies that really struck me. And, and I also want the audience to know it wasn't just the testimonials. It was the depth of mine and Suzanne's conversation beforehand, where when I'm interviewing entrepreneurs and visionaries, one, I always give the visionary the benefit of the doubt that they're awesome. Um, you know, like that's what I'm going to do. And, and, I, and until I uncover, you know, a truth that they're not, um, you know, it has to be a hard evidence truth, then I'm going to bring them on stage and to extract the virtue that's there with Suzanne. On the other hand, I did not have a ton of red flags behind the scenes. I didn't have any red flags. I was like, wow, beyond the Tony Robbins, just our, our depth of conversation, Suzanne, the way that you treated me as an rather unknown host right now, the way that you showed up and you've worked with our team to build things, the essence of executive leadership, just that your, your aura of leadership, is just profound. So Tony says, I'm when I first met Suzanne Bure, oh, absolutely. Sorry to interrupt you, but those who can't see this, I want them to hear this. Tony Robbins said, when I first met Suzanne Dure, I was impressed by her unique success story and even more so by her continued desire to help others achieve their goals as well. So we're going to talk about creating those goals. How did that relationship with Tony Robbins come about? Well, I pursued it. So in Staying with what I was mentioning earlier, I created my own opportunity. It's a lengthy story, and mm. I actually share it in a case study training. However, to try and shorten it up, basically, yeah. I had just sold a medical products company. I had people coming out of the woodwork. How did you do it? How did you do it? And I met with somebody, and he'd lost everything. He'd lost all of his and his family's money trying to get his invention off the ground, and it broke my heart. And I was driving home and I thought, you know, I'm going to write a book, just a basic foundational, here are the things you need to be thinking about. So I did that. And this was pre-Amazon. Amazon was just getting started. So I'm dating myself. We're going back like 100 years now. Um, <laughs> and I had to do everything the old-fashioned way. So I self-published. But then I thought, you know, I really need to uh, borrow somebody else's influence. And I authentically got so much out of Tony Robbins. He really supported me with his personal power back then, VHS tapes, I guess, uh -huh. um, because starting a business is really brutal. And I had some fetal moments, you know, on the floor in the fetal position and I go listen to his tapes. So I thought if he helped me that much, he can help all of the other people that I'm trying to help. Right. And so I'm going to pursue Tony Robbins. And I went through quite a journey using certain strategies of stair stepping my way to 
Tony. And I, I ultimately ended up meeting with somebody who worked with Tony out in the field. So Tony would go six weeks before any event, he'd send certain people in to go to corporations to do some trainings and sell tickets. Promote it. And I know I'm kind of digressing here, but it's, it's, no, it's, it's not a, a quick story. This is valuable. Um, Anybody who's listening, I, I hope you're taking notes on these steps because they're all applicable steps today. Yeah. Well, there are, there are some pretty, pretty good ones along the way that I'm not even hitting on. Right. Um, however, I got to Roger here mm -hmm. in Tampa where I live and I used some strategies to convince Roger to have lunch with me. I'm just coming at him shot out of, out of the dark, right? Yeah. And my approach was, I've got something that's going to open up a new market for Tony. Because back then, Tony was doing the infomercials, and he was, you know, doing live events, but on a much smaller scale than now. And um, I was going to open up this whole new market of inventors and innovators through my book and my marketing. So Roger liked that. Let's talk. Yeah, absolutely. Let's have lunch. And we did, and part of what I like to do when I'm going through this sort of process is get as much information as I possibly can about the person or the group that I want to approach and accomplish something with. So in this case, Tony. Mm -hmm. So I was asking questions and I was learning a lot of things and I was waiting for that golden nugget and then it came. And it was that Tony was working on his next personal power infomercial. And he was struggling to find successful women who could be inspirational that he could have in his infomercial. He had Pam Anderson. I don't know if you remember Pam Anderson from Baywatch. Yes. Um, and another woman. What I think. boy from the, growing up in the 90s didn't know who Pamela Anderson was. I'll just of course. That. I'm just going to throw it out there. Even us women did, you know. Um, so anyway, that little bit of information gave me the next stage of strategy, which was, Roger, you get to be the guy that's going to deliver me on a silver platter to Tony. I just sold yeah. a medical products company. I listened to Tony's personal power program. It got me through some really dark times. And... Okay you're going to be the guy who gets to put me in front of him. How would you like that? And he was, of course, backflip, backflip. Yes, let's make it happen. <laughs> right. And so that's how that whole thing kind of came about. He said, Tony's going to be in town for his live event in four or five weeks now at that time. And he said, I have my personal time with Tony in the limo ride from the radio station where he's going to be doing an interview to the hotel room the day before the event. And I'm going to gift that to you. Ooh. Great. So he said, just be on call that day because I don't know how all the timing is going to work out. Mm -hmm. I'll pre prep Tony that you're coming and I'll call you and you just need to get in your car and get here. And that's exactly how it happened. And so wow. I showed up. And Tony's in the booth and he's doing this, his radio interview and talking about the event and everything. And then he, he's done and he comes out and he truly is larger than life. I, I mean, he stood in the, 
he leaned in the door frame and he reached his hand down. I reached mine up to shake hands and his hand went like all the way up to my elbow. <laughs> Hi, Tony. <laughs> and he says, tell me in 30 seconds or less your story. That was his opening sentence to me. I was not prepared. It's Tony Robbins. I have no idea what I said. Mm. Absolutely no idea. But whatever I said, he obviously liked it because he just got this huge smile on his face. And he said, I would love for you. I've got a film crew here. I would love for you to be in my infomercial. And I said, that would be fine, Tony. I'd love to do that for you. Um, however, I came here to have you write the foreword to my book. So if you will agree to that, I'm happy to, to help you out. And of course, the rest is history. I mean, there's much more yeah. to it. I got to ride in the limo with him. The, the film crew did their thing. I was in his infomercial. He wrote the foreword to my book. And there you have it. But there's a lot that transpired leading up to that. And it all started because I made the decision. I wanted Tony Robbins to write the foreword to my book. Absolutely. That's amazing. And you have the case study there. So people can go in and dive in to see even more of those details. Um, a lot of you yeah. caught some of those nuances that were there. For those who kind of missed some of those realities, here's one thing that I caught that I think 90% of people would miss on. And that's he invited you to do the infomercial. And I believe a, a lot of people with, with less power would have been excited about that and shelved their agenda for the forward. They would have forgotten to mention it. They would have just been so excited. Like, oh my gosh, I better just follow Tony and what he's saying and let me go into this. And they would have done that, but they would have missed that opportunity to, and you also positioned it as a, as an equal individual versus yeah. I'm inferior to you, Tony Robbins. Um, you know, I would, you know, I would really like for you to do this as well. You understood there was a mutual of exchange of value in that opportunity Mm -hmm. And he had the ability to honor that sounds like pretty quickly because of your, you know, he knew you were an alpha. He knew you knew how to lead. Yeah. That's great. Well, you know, there's a lot to be said for minding your mind, mm -hmm. right? Right. So um, that's really important. And especially for women, even still today, a lot of women, you know, still deal with issues and struggle and, you know, it's on both sides of the table for them. Yep. Uh, but I, I recognized very, very early because I didn't go to college. I came out of the gate saying, I just want to get out into the world, make stuff happen. I want to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know what that looked like. So I was a secretary until I figured it out. But I saw that I had to, in my mind, be the person that I wanted other people to see yep. and respect me. And so I did that and it felt very uncomfortable initially, but with time, it just, it just became a natural thing. Like anything when you out. practice, right? That's right. Just like and so while I was a little off guard when Tony came out and said, tell me your story in 30 seconds, uh, I recovered quickly because yeah. you know, I've just had, 
at that point, so many years of minding my mind. Right. Absolutely. That is, that is wonderful. What is your vision for those that you serve, Suzanne? What, what do you hope they accomplish and achieve and what's life look like for them? My biggest vision for anybody that I work with is that they're really in their careers, in their lives too, obviously, but I'm a business person. So I work with people on their careers, Right. that they are genuinely loving what they do because life is way too short and we've all been there. I've been there way too many times myself where I'm waking up every day, just ah, another day of this. Um, I, I genuinely want people to wake up every day excited and to know that there really is nothing stopping you other than again, what's going on between your two ears. Yep. And that's why I work with people to go out and make your own opportunities happen. Hey, if you're out of work and you're hitting against the wall, trying to find your dream job, is it because you're doing all of the traditional things? You think, well, you paid money to have somebody tweak your, your resume to perfection and your LinkedIn looks good. And, and now you just what? If that's not getting in front of people, what good is it? you've got to step up for yourself. You know, people talk about go find the hidden market. Well, you know, I'd like to go beyond that and just show people ways to make things happen. So whether it's starting your own business, growing your own business, making a career change, you know, doing a 180 in your career, going into your second act instead of retiring, whatever that is, wake up every day happy with what you're doing. And any way that I can help people to do that or to leave what they're doing or change what they're doing to accomplish that, then that just jazzes me. I love that. I love the amount of hope that you bring to the world with that reality um, that, you know, whatever is kind of blocking you, whatever you perceive as that restriction, it doesn't it only exists in here. I'm living proof of that, by the way. I went to BYU. I okay. had a three point, I don't know, maybe a 3.1 GPA. I think their minimum cutoff for accepting students was 3.6. Their minimum cutoff for accepting students for an ACT score was probably a 24 to a 26. I had a 21 on my ACT. Like I had none of the minimums and I got in by applying, you know, and, and putting some of my, my resume together for that. More importantly, move on to the career lifetime fitness. I was the first sales rep hired in San Antonio that did not have a degree. I then went and I love that. It got even better. I went to Google because I wanted to work at Google on their enterprise level team. I was going to go from $60 gym memberships to $230,000 sales accounts. And I went to the Google headquarters. I knew they were going to accept my paperwork and I waited for, and they had, they had the door locked. And I waited for people to come out and I asked them to get me in one at a time. And three people told me no. Uh, I act like I was crazy for trying to sneak in. One guy said, all right, I'll help you. Um, and he brought me in and he sent a referral email to somebody in, in Mount, Mountain View in order to get me my next interviews and all that. So whether it was working with the Augusta, the Augusta Masters Tournament and on their seven restaurants or Key West Island Golf Resort or creating the partnerships I've created, it truly is. It's right here. Yeah. We have the ability to create influence. It's a matter of how bad do we want it? Yep. And are we willing to be mentorable? 
Are we willing to accept advice from people like you? What's your vision yeah. for yourself? Moving to forward. continue to continue years. doing what I'm doing, and then at some point down the road, I'll never retire. Just it's just not a word yeah. that even exists in my world. Right. Um, however, at some point down the road, instead of doing business in the traditional sense of business, where you you bring income in, you generate revenue, mm-hmm. um, just do things for free on yeah. on a on a grander scale. So, I've, right. you know, in the back of my mind, I have this little area where it's kind of, you know, I work on it a little bit and it kind of grows and it, it, it will eventually solidify. Um, but I love helping people. I love seeing people excel. I love seeing yeah. people do what they think they can't do. Um, that just really makes my heart happy. Yeah. I see, I saw your eyes shift to those memories, like, like to that highlight reel. And yes, uh, get, you know, it's like my children, seeing them do something that they don't, you know, if you have children, you know what that feeling is like as a parent. Um, yeah. When you're able to do that for adults too, the, the feeling's not too different. You know, in fact, it can, it can be even greater in some capacities, depending on the amount of like, oh my gosh, I didn't think we could do that to get in there. That's, that's huge. Um, yeah. Let's dive into a dark area real quick. <laughs> okay. You know, a lot of leadership stuff. Um, you know, you've had a lot of leadership experiences. What's your worst leadership experience ever? What did that look like? Are we talking about my own personal leadership or that of someone else? You are welcome to go either direction. We trust you. I will do my own then. Okay. All right. So uh, I had started a company, one of many companies, and I am the eternal visionary. Little digression. We were opening with talking about, you know, my husband being somebody that I have a great deal of respect for. And we worked together in a company and we're both entrepreneurs and we both done many startups. Um, but in this particular company, I was so, because I'm the visionary, um, I got lost in being the visionary and didn't bring myself back down to ground level Mm. enough every single day to really help my staff. And it was a small company. So in a small company, you feel it even more deeply. Yeah. So I was always there for them, um, you know, with my positive personality and inspiration. But when it came to Suzanne, I need you to just drop everything and come over here and sit with me so I can tell you what I'm experiencing with writing this code or trying to do this marketing thing or fill in the blank. Right. Right. Um, I was not as available as I should have been. Hmm. And that was such a, such a painful, but lesson that I'm grateful for because it really taught me a lot about myself and about leadership and, you know, working with corporations, I see a lot of that. And, and I, 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 I wish that I could just 
mind meld what I learned and have that kind of impact on big corporations because they have layers and layers and layers and layers of that. So when I finally got it, uh, thankfully, because I had one of my employees sit down and say, okay, stop this bullshit. I'm just going to tell you like it is. Yeah, I like that person. And I love it. And <laughs> I, and, and I, I was like, hold on. I'm going to shut my door, silence my cell phone, and tell the receptionist, don't send any phone calls back. So you have my undivided attention. And man, I cried. We cried. It was so real and so raw and so healing and so inspirational. And if I could have had a video of that, oh man, would have been incredible. That's, that's awesome. Um, You went full circle on that from worse to uh, excellent experience, Um, right? You, You were able to turn that into a, a groundbreaking learning opportunity. And it sounds like an, an immediate course correction. I'm sure there was certain rockiness behind it. We've, we've been there. Um, and I, you know, anybody who's listening to that story that is an entrepreneur as entrepreneurs, we struggle to be present. We need to own that, right. That yeah. especially if we are the visionary branch of entrepreneurship, we, that means we live in the future. So being able to Mm-hmm. To be able to switch gears on that, it takes an ex- extreme amount of practice and dedication to do it. And usually people get burned in the process. Usually people feel overlooked or not heard in the process. Yeah. The sooner we overcome that, the better. What would you say your best leadership experience has been? I would say it was the experience I had after that bad experience. Woo, chapter two. Uh, Yeah, chapter two was bringing everybody in together and sitting down first collectively and then separately, but collectively and saying, this is the change that I want to bring about. In order for that to happen, you need to understand who I am and how my mind works. I'm ADHD. I'm a visionary. I have shiny object syndrome. I'm aware of all of that. I work very hard to manage it. You need to be aware of it so you can help me manage it when you see me doing things that are having this negative impact on the company or on your role in the company or things that aren't happening because I'm up here, you know, orchestrating this vision and not coming down to earth every day and getting into the trenches with you like I need to. And so uh, they got it. Like they believed me. That was the key thing. They believed me. And then I took each of them individually and I said, okay, this is my work style. I think I understand your work style, but I would like you to explain it to me and how you would best like me to work with you. And they each you know, we're different, obviously, we're all different individuals, we have different styles, we have different ways of, you know, how we take information in. So that was really, really key, that individual component. And then I started having a weekly check in that would happen on Friday afternoon, first with 
an individual check-in, and then we would do a group check-in, and then I would bring in food and, you know, wine and beer, and we'd celebrate and have a, you know, Culture. a great end of the week. That's awesome. That's so cool. And it's so cool. I have, I have a referral for you. Oh, um, okay. And I also believe that there's a great power in, in, we'll be offering a strategic partnership to you as well, because I don't have that same capacity that you do. Um, but, well, let me give you the framework for this referral. So the referral is a former client. I'll reveal them to you afterwards. And I love them to death. I wish I was able to help them see what you were capable of seeing by yourself in that equation. And there's a number of entrepreneurs who don't have that self-awareness, right? To stop, they, they, somebody approaches them the way that individual did. They, they might shut the door for the sake of feeling embarrassed, right? But they then fight the individual, um, you know, like, you, know, you don't understand me. They, they go into self-pity. Or they go into uh, blaming the blame game. Yep. And that's that's something a diplomacy level. I'm still learning to develop. How do I how do I help people who aren't at that level of self awareness? So my question for you is: If you were to have an entrepreneur that that's teachable that you could work with, they're un they're unaware though. They don't have that self awareness level. Do you have the ability to open their mind to that? And help I can tell you, and, and I know I just interrupted you. I apologize. I just got so excited to answer the question because I've actually done that with a handful of clients. And one in particular, well, I mean, you know, I, I love my clients like they're my family. And I take the time to get to know them as humans, not just a client. And so this particular client, you know, he's family to me. And um, he was just annihilating his relationships and his business. And he was driving his business into the ground. He was doing a lot of things somewhat out of integrity in my book. Hmm. But I knew him as a human being what's really in here. And so I finally put, I, I, I literally put my foot down with him. I mean, I had to, tough love come to Jesus moment. And part of that was also saying, you, your employees, your business are so important to me that I cannot watch this happen anymore. So you have two options this very minute. I quit working with you or we're going to get face to face for an entire day and you are going to listen to me and we are going to work through all of this and you will walk away a changed person if you are open to it. And he didn't even hesitate. He said, let's schedule it. And I'm going to tell you it was life-changing. And I've had that happen. I just went through that with another client where I, I try not to get emotional, but I mean, I just had to tell her I'm done. Either you're going to spend some time and you're really going to listen to me and we're going to just forget about working on your business 
right now and we're going to work on what's going on here or I'm done right now. What's your decision? And I've got to tell you in 60 days, this woman became somebody so new that I, I like, I live from my sessions with her now. I walk away inspired because I'm so inspired by how she's changed. Yeah. It's just like I have goosebumps literally <laughs> talking about it. And sometimes that's just what you have to do. You just have to stop people in their tracks and, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know what the psychology is. If you're like, you know, triggering, you're the parent and they're the kid type psychologies at some level. I don't know, but right. it's like, okay. That's here's awesome. what's happening. That's amazing. And that's, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes we do the right thing at the wrong time, um, you know, for people as well. And yeah, we've all been there. Recover on that as well. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm super, I'll be, I'll be honored to make that connection happen. Um, and, okay. um, there's just, there's different people have different powers at different times. Speaking of powers, um, if this was your last opportunity ever, to share a powerful lesson. What's a powerful lesson that other visionaries can learn from your experience? Number one, without hesitation, no matter how much fear you may have, don't let one more day pass you by without going out and going after the things that you really, truly want in life, whether it's on a personal level, professional level, or both. I have wasted a lot of my own time. I've seen other people do it. And I have stood and faced major fears, like just, I want to vomit type of fear and forced myself to go step into some forward movement on something and then look back and it's like, why did I wait so long? And this isn't new, you know, this is, this is, everybody experiences this. Sometimes it's just, you just hear it at the right time from the right person and you're just in the right frame of mind to receive it. And always 100% of the time, go open the door and make your own opportunities happen. Don't sit around waiting for it. Pick up the phone, make a phone call. Send a FedEx package to an influencer you, you, you can't break through to. Surprise them with, with a pack. I've done this. I've sent a FedEx package to three separate influencers, wrote on the outside of the, the FedEx package, um, uh, whatever, so, you know, confidential for so-and-so's eyes only. And it's like, wow, of course they're going to open it. Yeah. And then they're going to be impressed that you took some initiative and you kind of took a different approach. I mean, I could give example after example of example that would inspire people to just go flipping, do it, just do it. You know, um, the what's I, here's what I always say. Mm -hmm. If the worst thing that can happen is not death, go do it. I like that. <laughs> All right. So you, you talked about a strategy that there's a, there's a company out there as well that implements it. it's called lumpy mail. 
Um, and lumpy male, lumpy as in M A I L, not M A L E. Yeah, M I M A I L. Don't put me in the spelling bee right now. <laughs> but lumpy male is all about sending a package that will not get set on the bottom. It sits right on top, and naturally, all packages get opened. So they have a marketing campaign built all around that concept. And it's, it's a beautiful thing because it's I love that. thing that works so well. Uh, naturally, whatever you put in the package also has to be intriguing, attracting, inspiring, um, and, and, and honor the relationship growth process. But it's yeah. a, it's a beautiful, it shows how, you know, you, you come up with that before the campaigns exist. You've dedicated a lot of heart and mindset time to making sure you show up and meet people where they're at with what they need. Um, and it just, it shows, um, I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears to Spanish a little bit to help guide Cynthia to the right page. Um, but we're going to okay. be talking about, um, painting the vision and your program and, and what that looks like. We've got a few, we got about five extra minutes. So I want to make okay. sure to help the audience. So of course you can connect with Suzanne on LinkedIn and, and elsewhere and find your way into her limo somehow. Go find her right hand man or woman <laughs> yes. to, to get that. Come join me. Right. Go find her. It's wide. The door is wide open on this. Um, but she's got a program that we wanted to talk about as well and, and what it looks like uh, specifically designed for what she asked very carefully up front, three different times, three different emails. Jackson, what's your audience need? Jackson, what does it look like? How does this work? And you know, the alignment just happens to be super great too. So Without further ado, Suzanne, tell us about your program. Cynthia, si puedes um, buscar o, o mostrar la página de vision uh, paint, painting, sería fantástico. Okay, go ahead, Suzanne. Okay. So uh, painting the vision is a case study training because I'm a firm believer that we can really learn best from stories, actual stories, where we can learn all of the little idiosyncrasies about what happened. Mm. to create a result. And so I share a number of different stories. One of them is, how did I reach Tony Robbins? Uh, one of them is, how did I help a CEO of a, of a major company add literally millions to his bottom line, doing something he didn't want to do, he was very resistant to. Um, and lots of other little interesting stories in between, you know, how to go out and triple your income, creating a new job opportunity. I share some of those things. And so I'm curious, how did that CEO feel after you convinced him to do it? First, he was embarrassed that he was so resistant. Mm, sure. <laughs> and then he was elated and somewhat blown away. It for corporations, I do a, a certain process where it's called synergy conversations. I don't want to go too far down that, but it's a, sure. a means of really mining the gold inside of your employees that is there, but nobody ever goes to tap it. Right. And that's what I helped him do. Uh, but for awesome. individuals, painting the vision, I really want to help you understand how you can take a scenario, a situation that you're dealing with, perhaps right now, and how to look at the people or group or person that you're trying to accomplish something with, whether it's finding a job, raising capital to start your company, whatever, fill in the blank, 
but really understanding how to work with those people and paint the vision for them, kind of like what I did for Tony, but I go into more detail. You know, how did I paint the vision to get in front of Tony um, so that it was a win for him? Now, everybody talks about, well, you know, you have to negotiate for a win-win. Painting the vision is very, very different because it involves a lot of the psychology of really looking at the other people and doing your research. Research is absolutely key so that you can then formulate the best approach so that it's good for them and it's good for you. And I teach all of that inside of this training where I share case studies and throughout the case studies, as I'm explaining what happened, I'm sharing the little, I like to say golden nuggets. You'll hear me say that a lot. I share the little golden nuggets. Now, here's what did you learn from that? In this particular situation, it's never placed judgment on anyone you might approach. So for example, I raised $1.4 million in less than 45 days from total strangers. That came about because I sat in my hairdresser's chair and the rest of the story is in the training, um, but how that opened the door to $1.4 million, like bam, because I didn't place any judgment on her. She's a hairdresser. Why would she understand, you know, what I'm doing with my business and raising cap? I, no judgment, right? And it applies across the board. The training right now is free, by the way. I hope that everybody will take advantage and go learn some, some things that you can take with you for life. I love that. Um, you will also have access to me inside of a Facebook group. And I will do a month, once a month live Q&A session. So you may have an opportunity to get live with me for free. Wow. That's awesome. Now, I, I want to just double down on the value of this because I know how hard it is to build these free programs. I also know how hard it is to build the free programs correctly um, and actually pack them, jam pack them with value. And you can't do it without a story like yours, without somebody who understands the essence of all the intricacies that go into little details. Um, I want to pull the curtain back just a little bit, Suzanne. Is yeah. uh, How long is this um, free offer going to be free for? Do you have a timeline on that? I do not. Okay. I should. I, I should too, right, with mine. I, um, I do not. Different strategists get involved with those realities at different times. You know, ultimately for the visionary, if you're a visionary listening in, you're also like, you know, you're in the exploration process of urgency and timelines and money and, and all of that. Let this just be a lesson to all of us that it's okay to launch without those definitions in place for one, right? Move your move forward confidently and know that you at any time can adjust whether you have this open or not permanently. And her goal is to not leave it open permanently. Why? Because there's going to come a point where, and I'm, I'm speaking for Suzanne, but correct me if I'm wrong, please. No, you're as right on. You're right on. Up, as this program builds up, her time and capacity will be limited. She won't be able to dedicate the same amount of time to people one-on-one, -on -one, which causes us as entrepreneurs to say, you know what? It's time to start closing the doors on this. It's not to be rude. It's to create quality assurance. That's my take on it. Yeah.
No, yeah. you nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, I've got, you know, plenty of programs where you've, you've got timeframes and all of the traditional marketing approaches and so forth. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. We want to inspire people. We want to inspire yeah. people to move forward. And at the same time, we don't want them to not value what it is we put out there. Um, and so that's constantly part of the process of growth for any vision that's out there. The bet I love what Suzanne said, and let's go back to that principle. Number one, don't let fear stop you. Go past it. Make it happen. If it's not going to kill you, make it happen. That's what you feel called to do, visionary. So Suzanne, you're your living, breathing example of that and so many other great things. Thank you for honoring your husband. Thank you for honoring us with your presence on the show. Thank you for sharing the stories in depth and wanting to continue just dive deeper and deeper. If anybody um, wants to reach out to Suzanne or has a question, drop a comment, reach out to her directly. If you want to share your own vision, of course, apply to come on visionproslive.com and share that. Before we go, though, Suzanne, is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, firstly, I just want to say I love what you're doing. You are one of the people who really has genuine heart. And I, and I say that because I mean it. Um, so it's such a pleasure to be on the show with you and to participate with you and see what other great things come out of it. I love your vision. And, you know, I just really hope that the people who are tuning in today will be inspired to sit back and really think about the areas in their life where they can go open some doors and make some, some greater things happen whatever that means to you. Just um, don't let life keep ticking along. I, I, I've gone through some dark times in my life where I can't get that time back and I wish I could. And so that's what's really inspired me to just go all in on, on a number of things. And that's why I love being able to talk to people like this. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Suzanne Duray, it's been our pleasure. I'm going to be introducing you to our CEO of Media Productions, Chris Chambers, who runs okay. my other show, The Power Take, about business okay. news. We look forward to bringing you back on right away on that as soon as possible. Vision right. Pros, have an excellent day. We'll see you on the next show. Bye, everybody. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. 